0: There have been so many guests on the podcast that I wish we could have gotten more one-on-one time with. Because when you really get to sit down and have that intimate experience, you learn so much more. And that's why we love our longtime partner, Masterclass. Because where else are you going to get one-on-one time with RuPaul, teaching you how to be your most authentic self as if among friends? And if you were as fascinated as I was after Natalie Portman joined the show, maybe you wanted to go deeper. And her acting class on Masterclass lets you do just that. With their set of 180-plus world-class instructors, you're in good hands when you decide to set out on your next learning adventure. Plus, if it's not for you, they have a 30-day money-back guarantee. My favorite. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash hard things. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash hard things. masterclass.com slash
1: hard things. One purchased, one donated. That's the promise of Bombas, whose incredibly comfy socks, tees, and underwear go not only to you when you buy them, but also to people facing homelessness. So when you put on that buttery soft tee or realize you've developed a habit of reaching for Bomba socks, which I do, over every other pair in the drawer, you'll know that someone in need is having that same feeling. Ready to get comfy and give back? Head over to bombas.com slash hard things and use code hard things for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome, Welcome to, to We Can, we Can Do, Do Hard Things. things. Okay. Behold, Pod Squad, We are doing a new thing, a new thing. It is a new year. What's a new thing? Well, for those who are listening to the doozy of an episode on Tuesday, what we ended it with was this idea that we're just going to try to do a new thing in our lives this year. Um, And so what we're thinking about today is not so much resolutions because it just feels hard resolving. I, I new don't year, like... same me. Yeah. New, new year, say...
2: year, same me is the <laughs>
1: uh, good news and bad news
2: <laughs> of every year.
1: Yeah. And so resolving just feels so committal and so oh, aggressive to resolve to do something. So we're not resolving. We're just considering what we want to let go of and a new idea we might consider integrating into our lives this year. So an old idea we're letting go of and a new idea we're considering. Hmm. All right. We're going to talk to you today, dearest, beloved pod squad, about what each of the three of us is letting go of and letting in to our lives this year.
2: And also let us know what y'all are.
1: Yes. um, Oh, that's good. What
2: are your new things? What are your tired things you're letting go of? And what are your new Jazzy things you're thinking of. It's 747 5307. And maybe one of my new things is going to be working jazzy. Jazzy. Lexicon.
1: Yeah. I was <laughs> just know, thinking exciting. about yeah. like the vibe is the Taylor Swift line of I'm on some new shit. Like we're just trying to be on some yes. new shit this year. Oh my gosh. We were driving yesterday
2: and Alice go my eight-year-old Alice like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: some new shit and I was like oh okay that's what we'll do then some new shit and yes. I go excuse me what did you say I thought I misheard her and she said some new shit she's <laughs> okay. specified go ahead and play it then as long <laughs> as it's you know As long as it's her highness doing it, we're allowed to directly quote.
1: I I mean, what I love about that line is I'm on um, on some new shit is because it makes me think of a woman who's just acting differently, who's just like clearly let go of some burdensome thinking and is acting different. And then somebody says, what's up with you? Because you're just Mm -hmm. acting different. You're just like Mm -hmm. lighter or freer or have more swagger. And then you're like, Well, I'm on some new shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right.
2: Yeah, I love it too because it acknowledges that like we're all on either some old shit or some new
1: shit. We are all on drugs, and the drug is what your thinking is. That's it. Exactly. The tracks you have in your brain of the way we see the world are what we're on, and so we're just trying to be on some new shit in 2023. Why
0: do you all think it's important to think about what, or even assess, I don't know, assess your prior year so you can get on some new shit. I think a lot of us get stuck because we don't think about what has happened and we don't think about what we want to manifest into our our life. And so we just are like in the middle. So what do you think about
2: that? I think it comes from over-identifying with Our thoughts. We either fail to acknowledge that our feelings are a result of our thoughts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we think, I am bad. I just feel my relationship is bad. Maybe your relationship is bad. Yeah, I give you that. Maybe you should try some new shit. (laughs) So if I start getting down on myself, I could say to myself, "Mm, I'm on some old shit. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. You know,
2: I can isolate. That what is happening is a result of the same thinking patterns, the result of the same shit that I always had done. Yes. And then there gives you some agency over it because mm-hmm. you can be like, hmm, how's that working? Yeah. So, well, OK, let's get some new shit. Yeah. You know, so it's just if not, we just think, oh, we're these immutable, unchanging always going to be like this people. And then you have no agency. Then it's just like, womp,
1: womp, always has been, always will be. Yeah. Yeah. It's like understanding that we're all just computers that are programmed a certain way. And Mm -hmm. it's like, Taking out a disc and putting in a new disc and being like, "All right, there's I'll no discs see. anymore. There's no. There's discs not. There's, no, what is it now? <laughs> well, now is it they're, they're
2: VHSs now. Okay, no. just but like playlist. seriously,
1: what do people put in their computer so that there are files no go slots. from one? Are you
0: being serious? There are no slots in computers. It's just
1: files that live okay. on the computer uh, okay. in the cloud. We in are the cloud. on some
0: new shit. <laughs> yeah, we are. We okay, are. but th- so this is going to be like a thought experiment you're going to have with yourself. Exactly. Not a doing experiment. It's like, this is a thought experiment. Oh no, doing what, is no, we too don't hard.
1: don't do. That's like resolving. We don't do. We are considering thinking differently. Good. That's all. Yeah. Okay. So it's this, like Homer Simpson. We can't promise to try, but, but we will try, try to try. try. And whatever we do try <laughs> will be something that if I'm sitting on a couch, I'm doing it. You yes. can't even tell whether <laughs> I'm doing it or not. That's right. All right. It's possible. I'm laying in the bathtub thinking, and mm. that is fulfilling my new year's resolution to myself. Okay. <laughs> that's exactly right. It's good. No so, one can prove otherwise. The idea is if you are someone who's been taught through your life that you can't trust anyone. And so your thought in your head is people cannot be trusted. And of course that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Maybe that's some old shit. And maybe just for a little bit, you're like, I'm going to try being like an idiot who thinks <laughs> people can be trusted. Like yeah. what? clearly that's not true. Right. But what if I just acted ridiculous and thought everyone can be trusted? And I had that thought and went through my life for a week that that is true. It's easy for me to tell the story because I actually did this. (laughs) I was like, okay, all right, just to test this whole thought thing, I'm just going to pretend people can be trusted. That shit works. Yeah. Okay. Everyone was suddenly so trustworthy. I could not believe it. But let me because tell you- Because you seek and you shall find.
0: Whatever no, you look for is what you find. One person who couldn't be trusted almost brought the whole house down.
1: Well, they did. I stopped the experiment,
2: <laughs> but it worked for a while. And there's a scientific name for that. It's not woo-woo. It's confirmation bias. Right. When uh. We have a tendency to find the stuff that confirms what we think and believe. So that's just well-documented Got it. situation.
1: Right. So your scientific- explanation is my spiritual scriptural is seek and you shall find.
0: Experiences are what people love the most about travel. It's true. You don't go somewhere new and exotic just to be there. You go to do things, be it a historical walking tour ziplining through the trees or guided tours through museums like the hassle-free self-guided audio tour our family took through Versailles. If you're planning a trip and really want to make the most out of your time, I recommend you check out Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences from simple tours to extreme adventures. And there's something for everyone in over 190 countries thrill rides, spooky ghost tours, secret food guides, exploration off the beaten path. It's all there, along with millions of real traveler reviews, 24-7 customer service, various payment options, and flexibility and support with free cancellation. Download the Viator app now and use code VIATOR10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.
1: Sissy, what's some old shit you're considering letting go of? And what's some new shit that you're considering trying? Okay, so
2: I think that mine is a result of mergings of learnings from our conversations with Dr. Becky Kennedy about attachment as well as her work on deeply feeling kids and the stuff that I've been learning about Sonia and Renee Taylor for our upcoming conversation with her, which mm. I'm so excited about. But I think I've realized that so much of my mental energy and anxiety is going to how I can support my son Bobby in his emotional dysregulation. And his neurodiversity challenges. Mm-hmm. So, like, how I can prepare him to be able to navigate life successfully. And that means that so many of my interactions with him are actually coming from my own anxiety that he won't be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And my shame that his father and I have failed to equip him to be able to do that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So even though it's all coming from this place of love, the interactions between he and I are largely centering on my anxiety and shame. Can you give us an example? He will have an outburst at home about something that's super frustrating to him. I will see it as not commensurate with the severity of mm. the minor inconvenience to him. Instead of reacting to his feelings, I am now reacting to my own anxiety of how the hell is this kid going to navigate life Mm. if he can't even deal with this minor inconvenience and how have we failed to help him get to a place where this isn't happening all the time. Mm. And so I'm completely missing him. Like everything is centering on my anxiety and shame that he isn't okay. Mm -hmm. And ironically, what I think that I've realized is that most of his outbursts and struggles are a way of him asking me, am I okay? Mm. (sighs) Are my feelings too much for this world, for you? Because I... Bobby I'm afraid of them Mm -hmm. and I'm afraid you're afraid of them too Mm -hmm. and the truth is that I have been and so Mm. my new shit that I have started and that I'm going to resolve to do every day because it's hard and I think I'm gonna have to re-resolve myself to do it is to start with first things first. Which is to focus my energy and mind on not how his coaches or his teachers or his peers view him, but how he views him Mm. Mm -hmm. and how I view him. And I'm going to just really try to radically love him just exactly Mm. as he is and stop trying to make him okay. Mm. And... Do my best to make sure he's okay Mm -hmm. with exactly who he is so that I can love him exactly as he is. And I can try to model for him to do that too. And so I think my shift is instead of using my love to help him, I'm going to use my love to love him. Oh my gosh. How is it manifested now? Like you've
0: been doing this, you said, for a little bit. How has it been going? Like what are, he's maybe having like a misregulated moment. How are you now interacting with him
2: in the moment that's different? I think I'm taking down my amped upness Mm. because my amped upness is about, oh my God, what does this mean? Oh my God, is he doing this at school? Is he doing this in his practices? What do I need to do to teach him, to help him to not be doing this anymore? Mm -hmm. So I'm not even with him in the moment. So, and I'm at a 10, granted, he's at a fucking 12, for sure. (laughs) But like, I am now matching his anxiety because my anxiety is less about, I have a kid who's freaking out and more about, I am freaking out because I have a kid who's freaking out. Right. And so just being with him, and I'm actually, I learned this from Dr. Becky, but I'm actually saying, like, I'm not afraid of your feelings. Mm -hmm. I'm not scared of you or your feelings. I'm just going to be here Mm -hmm. through this. Oh, sissy. It's beautiful. And so I, I just going to try to use my love to love him, which I think is maybe the help he's needed
1: all along. I have two questions for you. Yes. The first one is you said, I'm worried that he's not okay, or he's worried that he's not okay, all the okays. What does okay mean? Like when you're thinking, we all want each other to be okay. Am I okay? Are you okay? Is she okay? Is my kid okay? Like, what does that mean to you?
2: My most generous version to myself is, is he gonna struggle real hard through life. Mm -hmm. Is he going to struggle through conflicts with coaches and teachers and friends? Is he going to lose friends because of his big reaction? Is he going to all those things? And then my least generous version to myself is, is he going to be seen as? A kid who is not respectful, is not having a shit together. Mm -hmm. I think if I'm being super honest with myself, I wish that the latter were not true. Mm -hmm. But I think that I've been... Focus too much on those forward things instead of really connecting with him. The behaviors are going to be their behaviors no matter what. Mm -hmm. Like, I need for myself and for him to get into a direct relationship. And I feel really, really hopeful and excited that, like, all the rest of it be damned. I got to make sure that he and I are connecting and that I can feel his love and he can feel mine and that I can see him. Mm -hmm. I need to know what's there that he's afraid of because it's also what is the beauty of him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's I mean, we watch, my God, we watched this documentary on Coach Dean Smith, who is a national damn treasure. It's this human that embodied respect and honor and decency and connection with people and all the things that I am so desperately afraid that he won't have in life. Mm -hmm. And we get to the end of it and our whole family is like, that was beautiful. He is bawling. No. Bawling. Because he actually does feel everything more than any of us do. And we're so afraid he's missing all of it. Mm -hmm. But the it's actually because he feels all of it Mm -hmm. that he's having these struggles. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I want to know that kid, that kid who feels all of that so much. I want to be friends with that person. Mm -hmm. I want to know what you know
1: that moves Mm -hmm. you that much.
2: And I'm Mm -hmm. not knowing what he
1: knows because I'm trying to manage him. Because you're having a relationship with the version of him that you think he could be. And then you're mad at him for not being that thing and you're saying I want to look at him and love him for who he is actually I'm having a
2: relationship with his behaviors Mm.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. and I'm not having a relationship with his feelings yeah
0: and I think something that you should know about a guy like Dean Smith is this guy didn't become the honorable well respected person he is without figuring out the world and mm-hmm. you know I think Bobby probably had such an emotional reaction because maybe he doesn't know that he can be that too that that a guy like Dean Smith in a lot of ways is super in touch with themselves to be honorable mm-hmm. to have leadership you have to be able to embody all of the human emotions to be able to understand what people are going through mm-hmm. so it's like Bobby sees this vision of this person that he would love to be. And all you need to do is just keep telling him to trust himself, to keep telling him that like these feelings are normal. I just, I just love this so much for you and for Bobby because in the end, all we have is each other. It doesn't matter what the fuck he becomes. Like the love you have with Mm -hmm. Bobby is the thing
1: that will stand
0: the the test of time.
1: Because it's also just Mm -hmm. this idea of, okay, I think it's ruining everything it's like what does okay mean okay is always something that we're not quite yet but that if we just apply enough control we might be one day
2: and it's also something that is entirely subjective, externally provided exactly you know like people tell us if we're okay People tell us if our kids are okay. Oh, don't worry, I'll find out at the parent teacher conference if he's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll find out at his 504 meeting if he's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just not interested in that. I'm interested in all of that information as data and ways that I can help my kid navigate in the world. I'm I'm no longer interested in that to find out if he's okay. Yes,
1: because I'm we, interested
2: in hearing from him if he's okay.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And like I'm just going to just double down on the idea that, okay, maybe is nothing that it's like, Mm -hmm. is Glennon? Okay. I don't know. I'm sure she's still Glennon. Glennon She's Glennoning. Like is is Bobby okay? He's Bobby Bobby, and I know him like, yeah. And I
2: think, I think by okay, if he is okay with him, I think it's like, is he not scared of himself?
1: (laughs) Well, good luck with that. I mean, seriously, is that really your goal that he will not be scared of himself?
0: I feel scared of myself. Me too.
1: Yeah. Scared shitless. I don't, that's what I'm trying to say. Like I I don't know if there's any goal. I I just love the idea of letting go of the idea that there is a goal Mm -hmm. other than what you're saying, which is let me know you Mm -hmm. and let me be here with you. Because like, what's your definition of love? You're saying, I just want to love him with my love. What is that? I want to
2: meet him where he is. Mm -hmm. I want to delight in him. Mm -hmm. I want to see when I look at him, the best version of him. And I want to reflect that back to him. Mm -hmm. So hard as parents. There, that's it. To do that. It's so hard not to get stuck in the
0: bettering them the down the road mindset yeah
2: and yeah because you get stuck in your job like yeah. I view my job and you know part to be totally honest is preparing and helping them and not sending them out like good fucking luck Charlie you know but I just realized I jumped a step mm-hmm. like there's no preparing him for the world unless I'm helping him to be inside of
1: him yeah mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. and oh well if we like are too good to them and we accept them too much for who they are. It reminds me of when Jen Hatmaker said, you know, my dad spent my whole life telling me I was excellent. And then I got not to the world and I found out I'm just medium. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's better than the
2: reverse. Cause if you think you're just shit, the rest of the world can tell you you're excellent forever and you and don't
1: believe them it, anyway. And by the way, if your family tells you you're perfect and beautiful and, then you, the rest of the world can tell you your shit and you won't believe them.
2: Yeah, exactly. Truth. Truth. Just be like, that world is so confused. Good job, sissy. I love it. One of life's most prevalent paradoxes that I often note is a closet full of clothes, but nothing to wear. But people who say that about their closet haven't shopped at quince i'll put my money on that quince is my and soon to be your go-to for high quality yet affordable luxury essentials from organic cotton to washable silk and sparkling jewelry i am currently obsessed with all of their belt bags do you know this they're the kind of bags that you can sling over the front of you the kind that are actually like attached to about around your waist And there's even like nylon ones that I've bought. They are under 30 bucks and they are really good for active wear and also hands-free. This is what I'm talking about. The new bag of the future is hands-free and they are super inexpensive at Quince. Love them, check them out. The best part is Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, which not only helps us trust the quality and origin of the pieces, but also cuts out unnecessary extra costs, and allows us to bask in the savings. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash hard things for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash hard things to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash hard things.
1: What about you, babe?
2: What about me?
0: Oof. Well, I've been thinking about this because, um, you know, end of the year, beginning of the year, we as a family, we always consider what has happened. And we um, write our intentions for now, 2023. Um,
2: Do you really do that as a whole family? No. Your
0: kids do it? it? We do it as a couple. Oh,
1: I was like, God damn it. She's my family. Um, Our kids would be like, F you. Right. (laughs) My
0: next thing, the thing I'm breathing life into, I'm breathing into next year, this year, is this idea of flexibility. Now, this might sound weird at first, but for my whole professional athletic career, I decided to be strong. Because I was bigger than most other women athletes, I was able to use that as a sort source of strength to, you know,
2: overpower other teams to score goals, to win games and whatever. So that was your advantage. You're like, strength is my thing. I am doubling down on that. That's my main bet. Yeah.
0: Doubled down on it, tripled down on it. And what that did was it created a big imbalance inside of me. Now, back in the day, strength and flexibility, as a pro athlete, you want to have both. You want to have this balance of both strength and flexibility but i put so much emphasis because this was the thing that was going to give me that advantage i put so mm-hmm. much more emphasis on power and strength than i did my actual physical flexibility so for the last couple of weeks i have been doing um a, a flexibility challenge trying to open up my hips so every day i hold these poses for like 5 minutes It's very brutal because I have never in my entire life focused any energy on my body's flexibility. Now, what's been fascinating over the last few weeks is I've been learning quite a bit about what we store in our hips. um,
1: Sadness. Hips don't lie. (laughs) Hips do
0: not lie. They will make you cry, those hips. And it's gotten me to think a lot about flexibility in general in my life. So not just with my physical body, but my emotional
1: and spiritual body. Tell them what happens if, say, we get to a drive-thru and then the drive-thru's closed. Like, tell them what happens if something changes.
0: Yeah. I don't
1: handle it well. (laughs) I have- What happens?
0: What happens? I I have, um, well, first of all, there- it's very loaded. So when we agree to be able to go to a drive-thru and get fast food. Yeah, I was going to say, not often does this happen. Never does this happen. So when we agree and then said drive-thru is closed or the line is like 50 cars deep, we decide we're not going to do said fast food anymore and just go home and make grilled cheese. Oh,
2: and then it's going to be another like six months before you get a drive through right. again. So a lot of things are <laughs> happening. But- I think
0: overall, my brain reads this like altering of what was supposed to be this change of of course, and I go into I get triggered mm-hmm. and I become dare I say an asshole. Mm-hmm. I get short. Mm-hmm. I get upset so much so that you know this one decided we were just going to drive home and have grilled cheeses, and I said I'm dropping you off and I'm going to she a different dropped fast us all food off joint at home. And left
1: us. <laughs> she good stayed in the car. I know. I did think it was kind of good, like taking care of her own needs. Was it's like, very good.
0: Mm-hmm. First of all, I was way too upset
1: about. She was really
0: upset. I was way too upset. So the whole reason why I'm telling you this story is I feel, and it might not necessarily appear on the outside, but on the inside, when things change or inefficiencies happen or something breaks in my house, oh. what happens on my insides Is really upset, frustration, tense, clenching, clenching. And then I, you know, I project all of that negative energy around me. And I think when this circumstance happens, we could classify me as somebody that is inflexible. Inflexible. So I see where you're going, Abby. So what I'm leaving behind is inflexibility. And what I am
2: Mm.
0: breathing into. What I'm looking at for this new year is not just in body, but in also my mind, because I I believe that my mind sometimes creates a bad taste for my spirit Mm. (laughs) to experience the feelings, Mm -hmm. because I do think it's about training myself to be a a lot more flexible, Yeah, you know, and when kids leave stuff in the sink and leave the, the upstairs a little bit of a mess at night. And so we come up to it.
1: I and don't she's ha- shocked like it's never happened before. I don't like, have it's to internalize always it. going to
0: happen. I'm not going to internalize it anymore as a sign of disrespect. I'm going to think, oh, wow, look, they're living lovingly and out loud, and they feel safe and comfortable in our house. And I remember what it was like to be 14 and 16. Mm-hmm. And I remember... Leaving shit all over my fucking
1: Mm -hmm. house. I'm so sorry, mom, that I did that. Listen to what Abby says. This is what she said to me in all seriousness just two days ago. She said, Do you know what I live for? And I said, What do you live for? And she said, I live for the day when these children have their own house and I'm going to come to their house and I'm going to fuck everything up. I am. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> open up all the cabinets. I'm going to throw my shoes everywhere. I'm going to leave I'm ring gonna marks. I'm going to take their clothes. I'm going to put- go in the closet. I'm going to take their clothes. Yeah. I'm and, and she was dead serious. I'm going come like, in, I'm, I'm going to throw it. my shoes around. I'm going to take gonna, their money. I'm going to
0: hide their remotes. You know what else I'm going to do? I'm going to leave shit in the sink. I'm going to leave little
1: wrappers Mm -hmm. everywhere that are undone. Cups. You know what else I'm going to do? We're going to take 60 cups and put them in every room. Yeah. Full of ice water Mm -hmm. on all of their wood furniture. Mm -hmm. We're going to take all their clothes (laughs) that are nicely in the hamper, and we're going to throw them on the floor next to the hamper. (laughs) Are you mm-hmm. also
2: going to put, are you going to put leftover lunches just like right under their beds? Yes. Yeah. That's I mean, right.
1: Tupperware. Tupperware. We're going to line it up in their closets. Just mm-hmm. dirty, dirty Tupperware. And she's like, no, you're not.
0: And I was like, oh, you watch me. I'm going to fucking do it. And I'm going to be happy about it. I'm going to actually sneak in to their homes and do it while
1: they don't know. So how's that peaceful uh, flexibility come in then?
0: <laughs> well, this is down the road. This is like, this is going to be a future self that maybe I'm working on something else, but yeah. So
1: I have an idea too, which is that I see you doing your flexibility stretches Mm -hmm. while you're watching the soccer. Mm -hmm. And I know from yoga that when the pain comes from the stretch that we're supposed to like just breathe into it. So maybe one strategy is when you sense that shift that comes with discomfort Which honestly probably comes a lot from being one of seven and you never got to control your own day, right? Everything was always changing and you didn't get to set the itinerary of your life. So now when you do and it changes, it feels out of control. Yeah. But maybe your strategy could be just to breathe deep into that pain until it feels better.
0: Yeah. I know. It's just, you know, it's so funny how things for me present in the body that also means so much more. And- Let me tell you, it's not easy to hold these poses Mm -hmm. and it is not going to be easy to remember flexibility in the times when things are changing Mm -hmm. and needing to breathe. And to hold your peace and to to be a surfer.
1: You surf. Well, that's why. You're a surfer. It's like life is not like brick building. Nothing's that concrete. Everything is wavy and wavy. And so it's just like constantly adjusting. I just
0: I think that the whole first part of my life was built on. Being uh, a robot body. Ooh. And now with this mm-hmm. love of surfing that I've taken on, it's the complete opposite athleticism. You have yeah. to be like graceful flexible. and flexible yeah. and you have to like really move with the element and and be in nature and breathe and be flexible out there, you know, like. Because there's no control. Yeah, there is. There's never there. We're never in any control. It's so annoying.
1: I'm doing good. I'm on some new shit.
2: Easter is a funny bunny holiday, but Easter can also be crazy like other holidays, especially when you've got kids and baskets and God help you. If you want to set up an Easter egg hunt So let DoorDash help make Easter or any family get-together a little less hectic with delivery on groceries, supplies, flowers, and maybe even those green plastic things that go in the Easter basket and end up on your floor for the next six months, right to your door. You can choose from a huge variety of stores, local shops to national chains, and cover literally every need. Plus, with the DoorDash membership, you'll save with $0 delivery fee and reduce service fees on all eligible orders from DoorDash merchants that meet the minimum subtotal. Other fees, including service fee, apply. Terms apply. Hop over to DoorDash to get your Easter essentials all in one app and get 50% off Up to $10 when you spend $15 or more on your next convenience, grocery, or retail order with code HARDTHINGS24. That's HARDTHINGS24. Order using DoorDash today. Terms apply. What about
0: you, honey?
1: Well, clearly, having heard the last episode, you know that my new shit abounds. Your cup runneth over with new shit. as usual. And electrolytes and all kinds of things these days. (laughs) Um, Okay, I have one idea, which I don't know. I I think it's going to make sense to everyone. Okay. We'll let you know. (laughs) I'll be the judge of that. (laughs) Yeah. So here's an idea that I have lived with for a very long time. For at least 15 years since I've been doing this job and its iterations and being a mom and being a family person and all the things. Okay. I have lived my life in anticipation of something big. And the big thing is like a big interview or a big book deadline or a big speaking event or a big something with which I have convinced myself and other people have contributed to convincing me that that thing The rest of my life will be dependent on that thing, Mm. that my future success, everyone's future success, the whatever hinges on how Mm. well I perform in that thing. And to be fair to me, it's usually something scary. It's like on a stage. I do think that everybody in talking to my friends has this, whether it's a work thing or whatever, that you have these things that you're Mm. like, okay, that's what, you know, they say adulthood is just like saying, well, soon things will slow down after this week, like forever until you die you just live in preparation for that big thing. And then it's over. And you always kind of convince yourself that when that's over, I'm going to be okay. Right. And
2: that's when I'll do all the things. That's when I'll start taking care of myself. That's when I'll go on a vacation. That's when I'll, cause I just got to get to that thing.
1: That's when I'll breathe. That's when I'll be Mm -hmm. human because I live my life in dread of the thing. Mm -hmm. And dread is what I call it. I don't know that I tend to use negative words. I'm trying to, an anticipatory energy of that thing that <laughs> makes right. me unable to be present because I'm constantly in my head, not here. I'm preparing for that thing or I'm my nervous mm-hmm. system is getting ready for that thing. That has been going on for at least as long as I've been doing this job. But honestly, I remember when I was teaching too, like mm-hmm. once I get through that big unit, once I get through this school year. But it's nature. That's a human, that's a, I think a way humans
0: live is we, we're living big thing to big thing.
1: Yeah. But I don't, the result of this situation of living this way is that I am never living. I am never in the moment. I am never here now. All the people I'm with are just like, actually they're a problem because I'm in my head trying to prepare for that thing. Like I'm everything is nothing's here now that's good enough. It's all just, I'm scared. I have to be scared until that thing. And then I'll relax. And then the interesting thing is during the big thing. So the preparatory time beforehand is shit. The thing is shit. I always perform it well, but I'm not really there. Anxiety wise, it's shit. Anxiety wise, it's shit. I'm like nervous and whatever, go to the thing. Mm -hmm. And then I think, This is the moment I've been waiting for and it'll be over and then I'll finally be happy. And that never works. Mm -hmm. Every time something big happens and it's done and it's dusted and I'm like waiting for all the joy. And then there's this double letdown. It's because when you've promised Mm -hmm. yourself that you will be okay when that mountaintop comes and then the mountaintop comes and you're not okay, you're triply scared because you think now I'll never be happy because I promised myself that was the thing that was going to make me happy. So, through my thinking over the last couple months and my therapist, I have started to consider and actually live into this idea, this new shit, that nothing is more or less important than anything else. Nothing. Okay. Ooh. Recording a big pod, not more important or more scary or more on the line than the walk that I take by myself beforehand. An interview that I do with a big magazine, not any more important than the ride that I have with Emma from school to home. Nothing less important, nothing more important. Every single thing that I do just Equal presence. It is fucking working. And I'm keeping it. If you call me today or we have a meeting and you say, well, in two weeks, we're ha- going to have to interview the Pope. We're not I mean, first of that. all, I'd have some fucking questions. <laughs> also, <laughs> also bad example. Okay. Beyonce. I don't know. I would tell you right now. Amazing that will have the exact same level of significance, which to me is like holy. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying it's unimportant, but I will not work myself up about it any more than I would work myself up about dinner tonight with my family. No more anxiety for that thing than I would have for whatever I'm doing next today. Sounds like you've adjusted priority in your brain. Yeah.
0: The way things are organized, like what is the most important? Because I think some of us, I know that you live with anxiety, but some of us make something bigger because we put more value in it or we do believe that it's going to bring us more joy. Or if when that is over, I will have now achieved okayness. But that is a revolutionary thought that no one thing is more important than another.
2: Yeah, I think it's the opposite of prioritization because it's basically yeah because then that still then that still puts one thing Being in higher. front of the yeah, other true, and you're true, having true. to do that mental gymnastics of wait, is this dinner more important than my one-on-one with my kid? Is this more important? Mm-hmm. But it's just like a spiritual practice of agnostic yes.
1: prioritization
2: where <laughs> that's it's right. just like that's right. That's right. That's no right. prioritization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: everything is holy, amazing. Just the only priority being, being in my body and being present for what's in front of me. And when you think about
2: it, that's actually from a just practicality perspective. If you were a betting person, you would actually do better to do your approach. Because if you're doing any kind of ranking order of what's important in your life or not, you might find out at the close of
1: business that you were wrong, wrong. about your Exactly. System. That's right. Well, that's what I suspect.
2: <laughs> and then you'll get it. You will never get it back.
1: Yeah. That's right. And when I think about like the level of presence and attention that I want to have just with my, you know, in the morning when I have my little coffee and my poetry and Hattie and Honey in my little window seat. Like, that's the good shit. And also it's, it's helping me shift how I feel about work. You know, I've talked before about how I'm always saying I have to quit, like I can't do this. And it's because who wants to live that way? Who wants to live holding their breath and only breathing once in a while? I just think, you know, our moments with ourselves and our friends and our family are, there's just no level of importance and it's so
0: interesting because tish actually mentioned last night to you you just seem more grounded yeah she said that, and i think that that must be Mm. such a reaffirming thing to hear from one of your kids and i interpret it as like you're here
1: yeah you're here
0: you're here Mm -hmm. and i and i feel you and it's just really awesome to watch it all happen and unfold in front of my face.
1: Yeah, and it will, you know, it'll come back. It'll it always comes back. But like the touch tree right. of, you know, these new ideas. I was walking on the on the beach yesterday morning and I there were like these tire tracks because the lifeguards ride their little trucks in the morning. Mm-hmm. And the wave came up and the whole wave curved into the two tracks, right? Of the of mm-hmm. the um tires and I, it made me think of how our reactions Go into the neural pathways that are tread, mm. you know the water of it goes into the path that is most tread, which is the thought that we've had for for most long. like if you make a mistake and you go to I'm an idiot, you're going to automatically go there if that's where you've been going for so long it's It's like turning a freighter to like change mm-hmm. a neural pathway. So I expect that it'll take me all year to actually retrain my brain to think, nope, nothing more or less important than the next thing, yeah. Nothing more important than that. You know, I will have to come back to treading that new path so that the water goes there and it will be an effort for all of us with our new shit. Yep. But we're going to try it.
2: And if that way of thinking that Glennon just mentioned resonates with you of like, oh, wait, not living in the moment, but living in preparation of the thing ahead and planning for the thing ahead, you should go back and listen to episode 56 that we did with Kate Bowler. And mm. we talked a lot about that horizon living and mm-hmm. how I was talking about how I spend my life in horizon living. Mm-hmm. So if you want to hear more about that, go listen to that. It was a great conversation.
1: And tell us y'all, what is your new shit going to be? Mm. New ideas, new ideas you're considering trying out while you're sitting on the couch. Okay. What are you letting go of? Yeah. Read the number, babe. Okay.
0: 747-200-5307.
1: And you all, we love you so much. And if you want us to use yours, you got to stay under two minutes. (laughs) Although (laughs) we do love the people who call, talk, hang up because it cuts them off. Call back, keep talking, get cut off, call back, keep talking. So we look forward to hearing from you. Um we will catch you back here next week. We love you Pod Squad. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I'm doing good. I'm on some new shit. We Can Do Hard Things is produced in partnership with Cadence 13 Studios. Be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, or wherever you get your podcasts. Especially be sure to rate and review the podcast if you really liked it. If you didn't, don't worry about it. It's fine.
2: I love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places. It makes me feel free and like I can get my stuff done while being where I want to be. So I can take video calls from the park or download podcasts to listen to while I walk Seamus. And working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile's. They're America's largest and fastest 5G network. So you'll be covered in more places with the 5G speed you need they also cover more highway miles with 5G than anyone else. You can stream and download your favorite entertainment, check hotel reviews, and make restaurant reservations. And with all that coverage, you can stay connected to the people you care about most. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobilecom network today. Coverage not available in some areas. Fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds, according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data Q3 2023. See 5G device coverage and access details at t
1: The holiday season may be at its end. Thank you, baby Jesus. But the opportunities for giving amazing life-changing gifts have just begun. And yes, diapers
2: are a life-changing gift. Imagine you're a first-time parent struggling with time management and financial burdens. Don't really have to imagine. I remember it directly. And all the challenges of your first child. And then you get a huge shipment of diapers funded by all your family and friends. That's a good feeling.
1: Yeah, that's a good idea. That's exactly what Pampers is doing with their diaper stash. I love this so much. It's an online diaper fund. So you can contribute to a diaper stockpile and help ensure it never runs out. And one of
2: the most difficult things about buying diapers for others is making sure that you guess the right fits and sizes. And with Pampers Diaper Fund, all that guesswork goes away.
1: So if there's a new parent or expecting parent in your life, you will be making their lives a lot easier and showing them how many people are excited for their huge milestone. Organizing
2: a diaper stash is easy. Go to diaperstash.pampers.com to set up a fund and give the ultimate group gift. Love it. Love it. Love it, love it.